Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ines. I write kissing books and today I'm having a bit of a breakdown because that boy was mean to me, but his name's Darcy and I think I'm supposed to like him. Let me break it down for you. In Jane Austen's timeless classic Pride and Prejudice, we initially don't like or aren't supposed to like the dashingly handsome but seemingly stuck up Mr. Darcy in the beginning. After a poorly contrived declaration of love at Rosings Park and an act of kindness paying off Wickham to marry the disgraced Lydia, we all realize we've misjudged Mr. Darcy and fall madly in love with the sensitive, love-struck gentleman. This is what I affectionately call the Darcy arc. It has worked in the Twilight Saga with Edward and Bella, the Hunger Games with Peta and Katniss, and even with Christian Grey and Anastasia Steele in Fifty Shades of Grey. In fact, Pride and Prejudice, Twilight, and Fifty Shades of Grey, I would argue, are the same book. They're all the same trope. Opposites attract with a social or class difference. Pride and Prejudice is set in the Regency-ish era. It's small town, contemporary romance with a social commentary tone because Elizabeth and Darcy are from different classes. Twilight is 20th century, small town, paranormal romance with a suspense tone with Bella and Edward being different species. Fifty Shades of Grey is 20th century, big city romance, coming of age, sexual awakening. It's an erotic romance with Anna and Christian being from different bank situations. <laughs> Each of these heroes undergoes a transformation that I like to affectionately call the Darcy arc. The Darcy arc has five components. I call them the five M's. The hero has misunderstood characteristics. He mistreats the heroine. He moves awkwardly towards pursuing the heroine. He's magnanimous with an act of kindness. He delivers a swoon-worthy missive as a declaration of love. Don't you love my alliteration there? Thank you. I worked very hard. Fitzwilliam Darcy is one of the most iconic characters in English literature. He's the brooding, wealthy, and somewhat aloof love interest of Elizabeth Bennet in Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. That's the first M, misunderstood. Darcy starts off as seemingly arrogant and condescending, particularly in his initial proposal to Elizabeth, where he insults her and her family. That's the second M. He mistreats the heroine. But as the story progresses, he undergoes a significant transformation as he moves awkwardly towards pursuing the heroine. He comes to recognize and correct his own flaws, revealing a kind-hearted and honorable nature. He's magnanimous when he pays off Wickham after the rake ruins an eager Lydia. And then he delivers a proper missive when he tells Lizzie how ardently he loves her in a proper proposal at sunset. Darcy is a complex character. He's proud, but not entirely devoid of vulnerability. He's reserved, but deeply passionate. His emotional journey and the way he opens up changes and ultimately wins over Elizabeth. This is the central to why the novel and the movies has such enduring appeal. The dance of misunderstandings, mutual revelations, and emotional growth between Darcy and Elizabeth is what makes their love story so compelling. So yeah, Darcy is a multi-layered guy who's both a product of his time and in many ways, he's timeless.
Edward Cullen is the vampire heartthrob in Stephanie Meyer's Twilight series. He serves as the main love interest for Bella Swan, the series protagonist. Like Fitzwilliam Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, Edward starts off as mysterious and somewhat aloof. That first M of misunderstanding is what draws Bella and the reader into trying to figure him out. Edward is over a century old, but he appears as a 17-year-old stuck in perpetual adolescence due to his vampire nature. He's incredibly attractive, intelligent, and strong, but he's also deeply conflicted about his feelings for Bella. On the one hand, he's drawn to her, but on the other hand, he recognizes the danger he poses to her as a vampire. This tension makes for a lot of the drama in their relationship, where he is prone to mood swings and mistreating her. Like Darcy, Edward undergoes a transformation over the course of the series, though it's less about him changing fundamentally as a person and more about him learning to accept and manage the inherently perilous nature of his love for Bella. So, in both cases, the characters start with a kind of emotional wall that eventually has to come down as their respective stories unfold. Christian Grey is another iconic romantic lead, this time from E.L. James's Fifty Shades of Grey series. He's a wealthy, young entrepreneur with a dark past and a penchant for BDSM. Christian serves as the love interest for Anastasia Steele, a young woman fresh out of college. Just like Fitzwilliam Darcy and Edward Cullen, Christian Grey starts off as an enigmatic figure. He's rich and successful, but emotionally distant and complicated. Christian's misunderstood character is wrapped up in layers of trauma and control issues, which are gradually peeled back over the course of the series as he moves awkwardly in the emotional sense of pursuing the heroine. He has no problem wielding those floggers. He's used to getting what he wants and controlling every aspect of his life, including in his romantic relationships. It's this control that's both his armor and his Achilles heel, as it initially attracts Anastasia, but also becomes a point of tension between them. Christian's relationship with Anna serves as a catalyst for his own emotional evolution. Over the course of the series, he magnanimously confronts his past traumas and starts to let go of some of his more controlling tendencies. The story is as much about his redemption and growth as it is about the steamy relationship between him and Anna. Similar to Darcy and Edward, Christian Grey is another character who starts off as aloof and difficult to understand, but becomes more vulnerable and emotionally open as the story progresses. All three men go through significant transformations, catalyzed by their relationships with strong-willed women. Now, in addition to my five M's, misunderstood, mistreat, movement, magnanimity, and missive, there are some other things these guys have in common. Fitzwilliam Darcy, Edward Cullen, and Christian Grey are all fascinating in their own right. But when you line them up together, some intriguing similarities pop up. Here's how I see them aligning. Wealth and status. All three characters come from positions of considerable wealth and social standing. Darcy is an aristocrat. Edward's family is rich even by vampire standards. And Christian is a self-made billionaire. 
this sets up a power dynamic in their respective relationships that they have to navigate. Emotional inaccessibility. Each of these men starts off as emotionally distant or difficult to read. They're all guarded, keeping their true selves hidden behind walls of pride, of fear, or control. They're all guarded, keeping their true selves hidden by walls of pride, of shame, or control. This emotional aloofness serves as both an allure and an obstacle for the heroines in their stories. With Darcy, his emotional aloofness is a byproduct of his upbringing and social status. As a member of the upper class, he's been conditioned to adhere to strict social norms that prioritize decorum and reserve. His pride leads him to look down upon those of inferior standing, and he guards his emotions as a form of self-preservation. Now, this affects his romance with Elizabeth because he is initially because she is initially repelled by his cold demeanor and haughty judgments. His inability to express his feelings in a straightforward way contributes to misunderstandings that drive the plot, such as his disastrously prideful first proposal. In Twilight, Edward's emotional distance stems from his vampiric nature and the accompanying self-loathing. He sees himself as a monster incapable of offering Bella anything but danger. This belief creates a barrier that he's hesitant to let anyone, especially Bella, cross. Edward's emotional struggles add tension to his relationship with Bella, his tendency to keep her at arm's length, even breaking up with her to protect her, adds layers of conflict and angst to their love story. The will-they-won't-they dynamics keep readers and viewers of the films hooked, wondering if love can conquer Edward's inner demons. In Fifty Shades, Christian's emotional walls are built from a foundation of trauma and a need for control. His difficult past has led him to create strict boundaries and rules for relationships, limiting them to clearly defined contractual engagements devoid of any real emotional intimacy. Anna is both intrigued and frustrated by Christian's emotional inaccessibility. She's drawn to the enigmatic, dominant man, but also yearns for a more conventional, emotional connection. The tension between them is driven by the struggle to open up to emotional intimacy beyond the physical and the contractual. In each of these romances, the hero's emotional inaccessibility serves as both a barrier and a catalyst. It's an obstacle that the heroine must navigate to get closer to him, but it's also the very thing that adds intrigue and depth to their characters. Once the emotional walls start to crumble, it signifies not just character development, but also the deepening of the romantic relationship. In these three books, they also have a rescue complex in common. Each character, in his own way, serves as a knight in shining armor. Darcy helps resolve the crisis involving Lydia and Wickham. Edward rescues Bella from various dangers, usually other vampires coming after her because of him. And Christian loves to swoop in and save Anastasia, even though it's from problems that he created. While they're flawed knights for sure, their needs to be protective is evident. They also have a moral complexity in common. None of these men are straightforward good guys. They all have ethical or moral complexities that they struggle with. 
Darcy has to confront his own pride and prejudice. Edward wrestles with his predatory vampire nature. And Christian battles inner demons linked to his past. In Pride and Prejudice, Darcy's initial arrogance and prejudiced attitude towards those of lower social rank mark him as morally complicated. While he may be a gentleman in terms of social standings, his emotional intelligence and empathy are lacking. His initial meddling in Bingley's relationship with Jane reveals a willingness to manipulate situations that for what he believes is the greater good, even if it causes unhappiness. That intervention poses a really interesting ethical question. Does Darcy's high social standing give him the right to influence the fate of others based on his own prejudices? In Twilight, Edward's nature as a vampire introduces inherent moral ambiguity. He's a predator with humans as his natural prey, yet he chooses a vegetarian lifestyle to avoid killing people. However, the threat that he poses to Bella's safety and the ethical implications of putting her in danger creates moral complexities. Edward's decision to leave Bella in the New Moon book poses another ethical conundrum. While he believes he's acting in her best interests, his unilateral decision removes Bella's agency, causing her emotional distress. This action sparks debate about the ethics of making choices on behalf of others, even with good intentions. In Fifty Shades, Christian's approach to relationships is contractual and manipulative at first, often bending the will of others to suit his needs. His past traumas have shaped a version of love that intertwines closely with possession, control, and sexual dominance. While he's not abusive in the legal sense, the power dynamics in his relationship with Anna are fraught with ethical ambiguities. The use of contracts to define his relationship with Anna poses ethical questions around consent and emotional manipulation. Can a relationship built on such an unequal power dynamic ever be fully consensual or healthy? His later rescues of Anna also present moral dilemmas as his actions, though protective, often infringe upon her autonomy. Each of these characters offers more than just a straightforward hero archetype. They navigate a maze of ethical and moral dilemmas that force them and the reader to grapple with questions about responsibility, agency, and the nature of love and goodness. The last thing they have in common, in my view, is the depth of their passion. Despite their emotional walls, once they fall in love, these guys are all in. They love deeply and passionately. They're willing to go to great lengths for the women they love, even if it takes them a while to show it. These common traits make them compelling heroes in their respective romance subgenres, albeit with their own unique twists and complexities. Each guy captures the imagination by being both flawed and redeemable, distant yet passionate. They make you want to know more and peel back the layers. All three undergo significant transformations over the course of their narratives, primarily catalyzed by their love interests. Darcy learns humility and the importance of kindness because of Elizabeth. Edward comes to terms with his own nature and what it means to love someone because of Bella. And Christian confronts and starts healing from his past traumas because of Anna. Do you love these book breakdown style chats? You can also join me and my book bestie, Al Penelope, on our new podcast, Ink and Magic, where we're breaking down Nalini Singh's paranormal romance best-selling 
side changeling series. If you want a more in-depth exploration of pacing, you can always try out my pastron or pacing course, How to Write a Binge-Worthy Novel in 21 Days at aneswrites.com forward slash PTP for pastron or pacing. You can also read more breakdowns and chat with others on my free substack at aneswrites.substack.com. In the meantime, you guys go get the words and I'll try to keep it together until the next time that we break it down. I'll see you then. Bye.